Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everybody. Will Sullivan here again with another episode of Let's Cover That with my co-host. And I'm Antonina Agruza. And today we have Mike Buckhold, who is the CEO and president at Kinex Medical. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. You are very welcome. Thanks for having me. Mike, can you tell us a little bit about your background in healthcare? Sure. So I am a physical therapist by background. I graduated from Marquette University um, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, back in the mid-90s in 1996. Um, I practiced physical therapy for many years, both on the inpatient side and the outpatient side. And then it's been about 12 years since I came over to Kinex. Uh, so I, I came over as a CEO um, of the organization. So parallel fields that allowed me to still maintain relationships with orthopedic doctors, both in Milwaukee um, and around the country. Uh, but I've been CEO of Kinex for about 12 years now. Yeah, so, well, first off, you know, Marquette's, program for for PT is amazing. I know it was one of the forerunners into that five-year program, you know, where you access the doctorate as well. But kind of launching you forward, you get into the business side. Can you kind of give us a little bit of the background? How, how did you shift from being, you know, direct patient care to kind of more walking into the business shoes and, and where that brings you today with Connects? It's a good question. So, you know, the, the first six years of uh, my time as a, as a PT were strictly clinical. Um, and then I became a part of ATI physical therapy, which a lot of people know today. I mean, there's over a thousand clinics around the country. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be, you know, one of the original guys. Um, you know, there were about 10 clinics in the greater Chicago area. And I opened up a clinic in, in Milwaukee uh, back in the early 2000s and, and then grew from there. And so, I really learned the, the business side of things when I joined ATI um, and learning how to build out clinics and understanding, you know, the, the numbers and the metrics and so forth. And so, you know, when I came to Kinex, I had a lot of background in the, in the business side of healthcare during my time at ATI. And so what was nice is that clinically, obviously, I understood orthopedic DME. I understood the product. So there wasn't a big learning curve clinically. Um, I certainly had to understand the, the codes, the billing, the compliance on the DME side, but I really got a lot of background in the, in the business acumen through ATI. So give us a quick rundown, Mike, about, about Connects specifically. You know, you talk about the DME piece and also the medical billing piece and how you guys kind of facilitate that workup with the orthopedic side and, and the physical therapy side. And then we'll kind of launch into, you know, future thoughts. Sure. So it's interesting, you know, Kinex really started in the mid 80s. Um, it, it was started by a, a guy who was a joint distributor who was looking to do something um, in, in transition with the, uh, the surgical side of the business. And so um, it had been around for many years prior to me coming on. So when I came on as president, you know, we had about 40 locations around the country um, in, in varying degrees. We had 1099 distributors you know, that represented multiple lines from surgical lines to other bracing products and so forth. Um, and, and then you've got some W2 employees you know, around the country that were Kinex employees. And, and today we still have a number of distributors around the country. I would say a lot more that are, are direct employees um, around the country. 
you know, I think what I what I brought to the organization is my PT background. So understanding when and where certain products, especially post-operatively, um, are important. Um, you know, we really bolstered our, our compliance and HR and, and training as well uh, from a clinical standpoint. Uh, and, and today, you know, we're about 40 different states. Some states are, are busier than others, but we really focus on the prevention side. So when orth- orthopedic surgeons need bracing as an alternative to surgery to at least you know look at conservative measures we're there and then most importantly post-operatively uh, we're providing products everywhere from bracing and supports cold therapy cpm or continuous passive motion uh, to, to patients especially following recovery so mike tell us a little bit about how technology is going and where you see that playing out after covid so we've got a, a, an intelligent CPM or a, a tablet-based CPM. If you think back, if you're familiar with continuous passive motion, uh, motion devices, they were oftentimes operated off of a handheld controller. So the patient was able to set the range of motion, the speed, the duration, and so forth. But there was very little visibility, uh, both on the physician side uh, or the patient side, to really track how they were doing, how much progress was being made until the patient went back to the doctor post-operatively, and then you could evaluate you know, how the patient was doing. And so we really saw an opportunity with it, with the improvement in technology in, in cell phones and tablets and so forth. And so we, we created a CPM that runs off of a tablet, and that allows us to do a, a number of different things. So the first is you know, we, we can set some biofeedback tools so the patient can actually see a graph of, am I doing well or am I not doing well? It provides connectivity back to the doctors and the hospitals prior to their post-op visit. So, for example, you don't have to wait until post-op day 10 to know if someone's progressing with their range of motion. You can actually see it and intervene ahead of time if there's a problem. Uh, Another nice feature is that we've got a video-based exercise library. So, for example, we may have 30 different knee exercises that a patient might need following total knee replacement. And then the physician can pick and choose which ones they want the patient to be doing immediately post-operative. So, so it's customizable. So it is sort of a, an alternative to physical therapy. Not, not saying uh, that this would replace all physical therapy post-operatively in a, in a total knee. Um, in our minds, it's a hybrid. In some cases, it can be a substitute for physical therapy, but it really provides great connectivity to, uh, to patients and physicians immediately post-op. You know, one thing that we saw, especially after COVID, is this general fear of coming back to a a large physical therapy clinic where there's maybe 20 patients in the clinic. Um, Early on, patients haven't been vaccinated or it's cold and flu season and people are afraid of going back into areas where there are a lot of people. Um, And so by providing an opportunity for patients to rehab at home successfully, um, it, it was a nice alternative to a clinical-based PT program. The other thing is is, is weather and, and pricing. So, you know, we all know how much gas costs nowadays. And, and so if you've got to jump in a car and drive to a clinic um, at five bucks a gallon or four bucks a gallon, when there's an alternative to that, um, it's attractive as well. Um, how does the client or a customer acquisition work? You know, does a patient that is aware of Connects Sorry, let me start over. Yeah. How does the client acquisition work? If 
a doctor, if a, a PT is not currently using Connects, but a patient who just underwent, you know, a knee replacement knows of Connects, can they potentially suggest that to the PT because they want this home-based care? So a good question. You know, it, it's a prescription-based product that needs to be ordered by an orthopedic surgeon. So the orthopedic surgeon really is the one that would make the decision whether or not the patient would use a product like this or not. Um, if they went to a physical therapist and said, I'd really like to incorporate this in my rehab program, there would need to be communication with the surgeon because we would need an order from the prescribing surgeon in order to provide the product. So that's, yeah, and that, that's a really interesting point, Mike. So, you know, kind of that distribution or, or client access model, because you have these direct access states with physical therapy where you might have people coming in pre-op or post-op. Most likely you would imagine that they're already interacting with the orthopedic surgery before and after. But there's got to be times where people are finally coming in with this knee problem and they're going direct to the physical therapist. And then they're seeing this need that they can connect with you all and then in tandem, get them in touch with the orthopedic surgeon referral for that type of thing as well. Is that do do you see more of it coming in kind of fed through the direct access with PTs? Is that something you're seeing to continue to increase through COVID or is it more through the orthopedic surgeon seems to be like the initial foray for the client? Right now, it's really coming more so through the orthopedic surgeon. You know, from our eyes, you know, because they are the prescribers, ideally, we like to get to the doctors to give them alternatives, right, so that they can develop a post-op program that's best for the patient. So, for example, there are some areas in the country where, you know, you, you've got a city with a tremendous amount of rural pull, you know, where you have people driving two, three hundred miles to come into town for their surgery. And then as soon as they're being discharged, oftentimes the, the physician or the facility loses track of that patient because they're coming from 200 miles away. So whether they're going to a physical therapy clinic in their hometown or somewhere nearby, they really don't have great connectivity um, to the patient. Um, and, and so for, act, for instances like that, using the Kinex Connect, you know, to make sure the patient is progressing with their range, doing their exercises, things like that are, are really important. Now, it wouldn't be unheard of for a physical therapist to recommend it. Let's just say the PT clinic really wants to see the patient once a week or, or twice a week periodically, but is, I guess, sensitive to the patient's driving and timing and cost needs. You know, They may recommend that the patient, in conjunction with physical therapy, use the Connects Connect so that they can keep track of their range while they're not coming to clinic. And at that point, the PT really becomes sort of the post-op manager of that patient to ensure that they're progressing, but relying on the Kinex Connect uh, to help with therapy. Well, you also have to, I would imagine your take on this, as you see technology kind of advance forward, especially with these rural areas that you kind of highlight, is there also, do you see the need for something like this um, just improving like the access to care because you have such like a burnout rate with so many different healthcare provider types, even though physical therapy is continues to be like one of the faster growing professions in the country. Even with that being said, you would imagine if you're opening up a new clinic and you want to grow and scale out, it might be hard, hard for you to just hire two or three, you know, PT assistants and another PT to help you drive it. Whereas you might actually be able to stagger and scale out the business a little faster in these areas, kind of interacting with an orthopedic surgeon who's working with you 
as they kind of scale out the headcount in their team? Is that, do you see that kind of dynamic where this technology helps for the scalability and just being able to continue to bring access to care? Very much so. So we're actually talking to a few universities that want to bring us into their PT program because they really want to teach the PT students sort of how technology can complement what they're doing in the clinic. You know, we're talking about very few specific diagnoses here. So, for example, like our focus on the Kinex Connect is really around total knee replacements, right? And, and so if, if you're a physical therapist opening a clinic and you're looking at how many patients a day are we seeing and so forth, you know, there are, there are so many patients, right, from spine to ankle, shoulder, elbow, knee, hip, um, that oftentimes it's hard to keep up with demand. And so if there's technology out there on a specific diagnosis, for example, total knee replacement, where instead of seeing you three times a week for four weeks, where oftentimes insurances aren't even covering you know, that much care anymore, you know, if there's a way to effectively manage a total knee patient one to two times a week and complement that with technology, I think it's a great fit. And, and we're starting to see universities accept that as well and start to implement it in their curriculums. Amazing. The technology is super impressive. Mike, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners today about uh, Connects or the technology you guys are pushing out? You know, I really appreciate you having us on. I think one of the, the new things that, that we're finding is that hospitals and physicians are actually using it almost as a marketing technique. So for example, you know, when I was a PT starting off in the mid 90s, length of stay in a hospital was about five days. And so someone would come in on a Monday, have the surgery, you know, maybe we'd get them up to sit up in a chair and start walking early on. But usually by Friday, they were being discharged to either home, to a rehab facility or so forth. And nowadays, you know, in ambulatory surgery centers, people are having total knees within, you know, one day length of stay and going home. And so, you know, one piece that's really missing is, you know, so now that we're advertising 23 hour length of stays and doing total joints in day surgery, there's been real little discussion about, you know, how do you make sure that you're meeting a patient's needs postoperatively? And so really using rehab as a recruitment tool, because let's face it, you know, the total joint population uh, continues to rise quite a bit year over year. And so there's a lot of competition for getting patients to come in to use one facility versus another. So providing an opportunity to safely rehab at home, getting the same outcomes or equivalent outcomes as physical therapy, or even doing a partnership where you're using PT to manage their post-op care and then using the Connect has actually become really attractive. And so, you know, you wouldn't think that, that DME um, and orthopedics would be a marketing tool to recruit patients to come in and, and use your facility versus another. But we are seeing that, you know, really taking into account patient satisfaction postoperatively is really important. Yeah, I think it, it's it's interesting that you bring that up, Mike. And I think it's a good closing piece to just say, listen, this is a holistic way of, you, you know, you want the best surgeon you can find, but there's a lot of post-op that you really need to get the job done. And not only does it help with like length of stay issues, but also readmission issues for those facilities that are doing the surgeries. If there's a readmission, they're going to lose money on the back end due to that inefficient quality. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The, the whole readmission issue is a real big problem. And it's, and it's usually due to a couple of things. It's either a blood clot uh, scare 
pain control. And so the ability to connect via a tablet through the cellular network and you know, addressing that before it becomes an issue, you know, even if the patient doesn't know what to do and they go through the ER, you know, if you can avoid that at all costs and you can through the connectivity of the Kinex Connect, um, it, it's, it's an incredible value. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible work that you're doing, Mike. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys both for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And that's another episode of Let's Cover That.